Hello everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned into the Abide Podcast with myself, Umisha Swalanga. Umasamini Omshek, guys, you know what is up. Listen, I'm so excited to share this word with you today. God has been so faithful in the midst of my, what's the best way to put this, of my struggles. God has been good and God has been just, you know, I mean, let me not say struggles. It is a struggle, guys. I think there's nothing wrong with us saying we're struggling. It's okay to struggle because it's in the struggle that God's strength is made manifest. It's in those moments when you feel like you're out of control, when you feel, <laughs> which is where God wants you to be. But it's in those moments where His power is made manifest and He tests how much you trust Him to come through, right? So, I mean, I remember a couple of, I think it's a few days ago, I posted on Instagram the importance of a track record. And I'm going to chat about that in another episode of this podcast. But today, today we have a very specific message from God and a very exciting one. You know, a word that I'm very excited to share with you guys that I didn't really expect, you know. So I've been reading the book of Luke over the past couple of weeks, two weeks, three weeks, which, you know, I'm still stuck on chapter one, Right. I mean, logically, you'd be like, if you've been reading the same book for the past couple of weeks, you would have moved by now. Bear with me. I don't read only the book of Luke. I'm reading other books as well. But like I've been kind of just in the New Testament. I'm on the book of Luke. And as I'm nearing the end of the chapter, you know, God just kind of let me stay on Mary. Right. And I was trying to figure out how how I'm going to title this episode, what I'm going to call this episode of the podcast. And God was like, you're learning from Mary. Okay, so today we are learning from Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. We all know her. We all know the story. We know that she was a virgin. We know all of these things. So today we're going to be reading from the book of Luke chapter 1, as I said. And I want us to go from, let me start maybe at verse 30. Now, so follow with me in your holy Bible. Do you guys still have like physical Bible? Uh, okay, never mind. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. So it says, then the angel of the Lord said to her, this is to Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Okay, I want to stop there. I'm going to jump again further down. Okay, today we're going to take our time with it. We're going to learn. Okay, we're learning from Mary, right? So in this moment, we are learning that the angel comes to Mary and he says these things. Angel sent of the Lord, specifically, comes to Mary and tells her that, listen, this is about to happen. You're about to do this, right? You're about to be pregnant with God, essentially. You are about, you have, wait, there's the part where he says you have found favor with God. That was the most exciting part for me because it, it, it told me that when God puts purpose on us, that those who are called his sons, because remember the Bible teaches us that we have been adopted into the family of God to be his sons, right? Not sons in the sense of, you know, gender or whatever or sex, but it is, it is, it is about sonship. It is about being, you know, as in his kingdom and in his household. Anyway, so it says that when God plays is an assignment on your life that means there is favor upon you and God burdens you to do something for him for his kingdom it's not because you know he's he wants to waste your time or he 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 feels like you have nothing better to do it's because he identified you and he put favor over your life it says there don't be afraid the angel told her for you have found favor with God so those of us who are moving in purpose and again we all have a purpose meaning that we have all found favor in God's sight it's just that some of us haven't yet tapped into that favor to be able to move into the calling that God has called us for am I making sense I hope I'm making sense 
But anyway, so God, we know the whole story, but God wanted to come to earth, right? And, 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 and be amongst the people because the law wasn't working. The commands weren't working. People were still sinning. And in the end, all he saw was destruction for them. So he wanted to find another way to, to bring the nation back to him, to bring his children back to him so that they don't die, you know, an eternal death. So what does he do? He wants to come to earth, but he's not going to come as a spirit. No, he needs to come in a way that is going to be relatable. This is, I'm, I'm speaking now in Bible times. He was going to come to the people, not as a spirit because he is spirit, but he was going to come in the form of a man, right? He was going to come in the form of a man, which is the, the type of thing that people could relate to. God wanted to come into earth and share his message and bring redemption and bring salvation to people, but he could only do that in the form of man. Ooh, okay, 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 never mind, never mind. So he wanted to come down here and model the life that we were, you know, we were all to live even to this day, and he wanted to die for us and bring us salvation. Now, this responsibility was solely on Mary, right? If she is now pregnant, if she is now nurturing this child in her womb, she has the sole responsibility to nurture the child that's growing in her so that he could come into the earth and do what he was called to do, right? Now, believe it or not, what I want to share with you in today's podcast more than anything is that we too, me and you, everyone who is called by the name of God, everyone who is adopted into the family of God as a son has been called to that exact same assignment. The assignment that God gave to Mary to bear Jesus in her and to bring him forth into the world so that his work and his, his will could come onto the earth. That's the exact same purpose that we have as children of God. Right? I know it doesn't make sense, but think about it. The Spirit of God that is, is in us. We know for a fact that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. If you didn't know that, now you know. The Spirit of God is within you, right? And it's that Spirit that is in us that God has left that we are carrying. Like Mary carried Jesus in her womb, we carry the Spirit of God in this temple. In this temple, do you not know that your body is the temple of God? We house the essence of God and it is our responsibility, it is our duty to bring God into the world. In the very same way Mary had a responsibility to bring Jesus into the world, we have a responsibility to bring Jesus into the world too. Okay? It's no longer the same because remember Jesus had to die and go back to heaven. But he said, I don't leave you alone. My father will send you a comforter. We're not going to talk about the, specific, the specifics of the Holy Spirit right now, but I'm just trying to tell you, God wants you to know that you house his spirit in you. And in that housing, it's not just for you. You mustn't just keep the spirit closed in, you know, you want to read your Bible for you. N ain't nothing wrong with that. Read the Bible for you. But don't forget that there's a spirit in you that is supposed to go out into the nations. The Bible tells us that we need to go. He says, go ye forth into the nations, baptizing them, making disciples of them all. Okay, so it's bigger than just our personal salvation. Yes, that is good because it's where it stems from. But we have to move beyond that. And I'm going to show you this. We're going to learn this through the life of Mary. I hope you guys are ready to move with me. I'm very excited. You know, I'm very excited to share this one with you because it's like it's, it's the simplest story. Because I remember when I was reading it, I was like, Father God, I know this story, but I, I'm praying for your revelation. I'm praying for a deeper understanding because I know that with you, there's always more right the word of god is living and active i always tap into that because if it's living and active that means it's relevant to this current day when i read it today it is relevant for today and for this season and i hope that is the same for you so 
When Mary accepted, okay, I want you to jump actually before I go into that, I want you to jump to, I think it is verse, da 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 ah, verse 38. Mary says this after the angel has said everything. This is what Mary says. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be, I am the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. So what Mary did in that moment was that she agreed. She said, I am the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be so according to your will, God. So today, every day, we need to take a conscious decision to agree with the word of God, to agree with the mission that he has placed on our lives. Listen, it is as simple as waking up every day, committing yourself to the cause of God. And that's a tricky one because we have our own agendas. As believers, we have our own agendas, we have our own things that we're trying to chase, whether it be fame, whether it be money, whether it be success, worldly success that is, because God wants us to be successful as well, but his success doesn't align with that of the world, but that's a conversation for another day. We all want these crazy things, and what, what we need to do first, the Bible tells us in Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you right so what mary did mary didn't go and first be like okay angel um let me go ask my parents okay angel let me and remember mary was young she was a young virgin about to be betrothed she didn't go ask joseph let's talk about that she didn't even say oh my goodness but i'm supposed to marry someone no 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 the mission the purpose of god the word of god was spoken to her and what yes she was like okay but she didn't say no. She agreed. She said, I am the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And what that means in plain and simple English is, I agree. I'll do it. I will bring Jesus. I will bring God into the earth. I wonder if today you are willing to do that. Are you willing to risk everything and bring Jesus into the earth? Are you willing to risk your social standing? Are you willing to risk your Instagram followers? Are you willing to risk your aesthetic? Are you willing to risk some of your friendships, your relationship to bring the truth that is Jesus Christ into the world? A lot of us are believers. I mean, even the term Christian is just like, I'm just like, uh, to it. Because I'd rather you call me a son of God. Because then that puts pressure. Because it means I'm not here living my own thing. I'm not, I'm not following the worldly Christian aesthetic or the worldly idea of what a Christian is. But when I say I'm a son of God, it means that I'm this. I'm this. Right? And I really hope that we can all migrate and graduate to an understanding that it's not about what the world says it is. It's about what God says it is. Anyway, let's stick to the script. Let me not, let me not move in my own ideas here and doing my own thing. So I want to jump now to verse 39. It says, Mary visits Elizabeth. Remember, today I'm not getting heated. Today I'm teaching. I ain't, I ain't going to get hyped. Today I'm just teaching the word of God. And I want us to learn. And, and, and you're going to find me repeating a lot of things because the, the key to learning is repetition. And I hope you have your notes out and you're listening to this and you're actually paying attention. And I pray the Holy Spirit that he may illuminate you where you are, open your eyes and give you understanding. Now, verse 39, we're going to read 39 to 44. Now Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country uh, with haste. I want you to highlight that on your Bible. It says she went with haste. I'm reading from the, from the uh, New King James. And then on my laptop over here, I'm reading from uh, the NLT version. So I'm going to contrast between the two. Then it says she went to the hill country with haste to a city called Judea or Judah. 
She entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Now, if you remember my previous podcast, episode nine is talking about Zacharias and Elizabeth. And I want you to go listen to that podcast and then come to this one again because it's connecting. God is just doing something. Anyway, let's continue. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as I heard your voice and you greeted me, or your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb. I'm going to stop there at 44. This, there's so much in here. There's so much in here, and I'm so excited to unpack it with you. Now, the first thing that I want us to look at, I'm breaking it down. When Mary realized, when Mary perceived and understood and accepted and agreed with the word of God, and she understood that she had a purpose and a mission to bring God into this day and into this age of hers. That was her purpose. She was a conduit. Ooh, Mary was a conduit to bring Jesus into the nation and into the world at that time so that his will, the will of God may be done. As are you, a conduit. That is why the Bible tells us that we are vessels. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. But when she realized this, it tells us in verse um, 39 that a few days later, after she heard what the angel told her, Mary hurried. There's a, there's a, you see, there's a pace there. She hurried to the hill country of Judah, to the town where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. Why do I want to highlight that? When, when, when Mary realized she had a purpose, she sought out community as she embarked on the journey of purpose. Can you, can you hear this? When she understood that she has a purpose, she has a calling upon her life, Mary sought out community. How, no, 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 remember, when the angel was talking to her in, 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 in from verse 26 to verse 37, he told her that your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant as well. And she will give birth to the forerunner before Jesus Christ. So what I'm trying to say here is that when you come to a full understanding that God has called you to do something as simple as going out into the nation, going out into your school, going out into your campus, going out into your family, going out into your friend group, going out into your social media, in whatever sphere of influence you have, going out into that space and bringing Jesus. When you understand that, you know that you cannot do that alone. You have to seek out community. Mary hurried to her older cousin's home. Okay. Now, the angel told her that this chick is also pregnant. I'm not going to call her a chick because she was way older. We know that from the earlier reading of Luke chapter 1 that she was an old lady. So I'm even going to assume like she was maybe in her 60s because it said that she was in no way going to be able to bear children. So we know that she was way older than Mary. But Mary made sure that when she knew that they had something in common, she was going to go and seek her out. Okay? She was going to go and seek her out. Sometimes 
Sometimes the people that God will align you with on your journey of purpose are not going to be the exact people that you thought. Because let's not lie, we all have those ideas of the kinds of friends that we want. We all have, we all have an idea of the kind of people we want to be affiliated with and associated with. You want to be known as being friends with that popular person or that person who dresses nice or that person who has a good social standing or a high Instagram following. But that's not how God works. Because in the same way that Mary and Elizabeth were like they were on opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't think they had anything in common except the fact that they were pregnant at the same time. Right? And, 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 and when it comes to the things of God, aesthetics don't matter. Looks don't matter. The outside appearance, it does not matter. In the book of 1 Samuel, we are told about how God tells the, the prophet Samuel when he was choosing a king in between the sons of Jesse that God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. So if the heart is in alignment with what God has called you to do, it doesn't matter how they look, connect. It doesn't matter whether they live, connect. Right? When you understand why God has put you here, when the mission is clear to you, you need to identify people who understand what you are going through, people who speak the same language, people who are going through the same things. It's the weirdest thing because a friend of mine and I, who like we literally only started being friends like a month or two ago, properly this month in January, we started connecting really closely. We are currently going through something very similar. Right. And and it, it, it's, it's, it's mad because as I'm reading this, I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. God, OK. Yes, I've had many friends over the t over the years, but seasons change. And sometimes the people that you need to be connected with in this season, some of the people got to go because they don't understand what you're going through. Some of the people got to go because they're not pregnant. You're pregnant. You need to be connected to people who understand what's good. Now, I don't think I'm talking physically and literally I'm talking in the spirit. When God has placed something in you, you need to connect with people who also have something in them because you guys can go through it together. You guys can pray each other through it. You guys can lift each other. You guys can give each other advice. You guys can give each other tips on how to go through certain things because when you, oh, oh, okay. You see how when, oh my goodness, Elizabeth was six months pregnant when Mary conceived and she found out that she was also pregnant. So Elizabeth had gone ahead. Are you hearing me? Elizabeth had gone ahead. She has some experience in this pregnancy thing. She knows a little bit of something that, that Mary doesn't know. Elizabeth has a grace that Mary needs. And that is what our friendships need to look like. That is what our relationships need to look like. It doesn't matter whether we look the same, whether we have the same background, whether we come from the same social class. What matters is that, do you have something that I need? Can there be an exchange between the two of us? Can we grow together? This is a beautiful image of what friendship and relationship between people, believers, is supposed to look like. Right? Sometimes, again, the people God puts in your path, you know, I mean, I didn't expect that some of the people that are in my life, I was like, that's random, God. I made this friend through Instagram. And now we, we talk about everything. We understand each other. We get, you, you know, and it's, it's in the weirdest ways that God will bring you to people or bring people to you. That you're like, in 
any other it's listen it's only god because in any other situation you wouldn't really have been friends but this thing drew you to each other this this purpose drew you to each other the pregnancy of the the will of god drew you to each other so be intentional about the people that are in your space. Be intentional with the people that are pouring and feeding into you. Oh my goodness, I didn't see that going this way. But okay, Jesus, you do you. <laughs> you see, to emphasize this point, Mary and Elizabeth had nothing like, they weren't age mates. You know, Mary was very young. She was a young virgin about to be married. Elizabeth had been married for decades with Zacharias, who was a priest in the temple. Like, they had nothing in common. Even um, it tells us that they lived a couple of cities away. Mary had to travel, you know, very far. I believe I was reading in one of the um, yeah, one of the um, Hebrew dictionaries that uh, the city that she traveled to was over like a hundred kilometers away. So she had to actually make a conscious effort to go to this person. Imagine it's like going from Cape Town to basically like Hermanus or even a bit less, but like there was a distance there. So she had to pursue community to help her through this new thing that she's grappling with. Another thing there that we need to understand is that relationships take effort. Whether they are Christian relationships, whether they are normal relationships, they take effort. You need to take go the extra mile for your friendships if you really care and if you understand that I've got something to gain and they've got something to gain from me, Right? Now, let's move with it. Let's move with it. Now, as we continue to read um, in verse 41, it says, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I've heard this, this verse multiple times in church. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, it's, it's, it's the spirits are connecting, you know, this thing that you have is connecting with this thing that someone else has. And I was like, okay, God, I get it, but give me more. Lord, go, go deeper, God. What more do I need to know here? And this is what God reveals to me. He says, when Mary enters the house and greets, it's very interesting because they're cousins. So you'd assume there's some sort of familiarity there. When I get into my aunt's house, I'm just like, uh, you know, and I get to my cousin, I'm just like, yo, what's good? You know, it's never really that deep. But when I read about this greeting, that the baby leaped, Mary's greeting announced her arrival. It, it announced not only that, but it announced what she was carrying in her. Are you with me? Mary's arrival announced she was there. But not only that, it announced what she was carrying in her because it says, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped in her womb. Ooh. Okay, let's get into it. What does this mean though? As sons of God, when we enter into spaces, when we meet people, we need to be making a statement. Our lives need to announce, not just that Misha's here, but that the presence of God is within her. <laughs> does your life say that when you enter into rooms do people know and i'm not saying that people are going to come to you but like does the way you live your life announce the presence of god in you does the way you move does the way you post does the way you speak <clears throat> does the way you think announce that the presence of god dwells in you mm, guys there needs to be there needs to be consistency throughout there needs to be consistency throughout. It can't be one thing, one face here and another face here. What I think, what I say reflects what I think, right? 
what I, what I, what I say and what I do reflects what is in me. So, so, so there needs to be a consistency. Does what you do, does what you say reflect, does your behavior, does your attitude reflect the God that is in you? We can't be believers who hide and want to stay in our corners. We need to go out into the world and proclaim Jesus like Mary did. But the, the odd thing is that Mary, like a greeting would be, hi, I'm here. Hi, it's Mary. Can I come in? Hi, I'm Misha, Misha, whatever. I don't think Mary got in there and she was like, yo, I'm pregnant with Jesus. God came to me. He sent, no, no, no. But it tells us here that the baby leaped and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So sometimes you ain't got to say nothing. You just got to show up. And, and the atmosphere changes because within you, there is the presence of God. Sometimes you just got to show up and sit down. You ain't got to say nothing. But because the presence of God is in there, things will change in the spirit. Mm, let me move with it. The significance of the baby leaping is that Christ in us can touch people's lives. Now, no, 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 no. There was another life growing in, in Elizabeth. That was the baby John. That was John the Baptist. He was, he was in Elizabeth's womb. Upon the arrival of Jesus, who was in Mary, Come on. Upon the arrival, the presence of Mary that was in Zacharias and Elizabeth's house, it brought life to, to John, to the, to, the, to the baby that is John in the womb of Mary. When we are living authentically for God, when the Spirit of God in us is alive and active and it's not starved and it's powerful, it is able to reach out to those who are around us and bring life to them and their situations. Are you bringing life to the people around you? Is the spirit of God in you alive or is it malnourished? Is it dying because you don't feed it? Remember, there is your spirit, there is your soul, then there is the spirit of God. And, and the soul is at war because the soul is always trying to pull you towards the things of the flesh. But if you feed your spirit... If you feed your spirit, it will be stronger. It will put your soul and your flesh into subjection. But if it's not strong enough, what will manifest, the behavior that will manifest, the speech that will manifest, the actions that will manifest are fleshly, are carnal, and they will not bring life, but they will bring death. Okay? So what's, what's manifesting? Is the spirit of God bringing life to those around you? Or is your own soul your own fleshly things bringing death to us to those around you we need to think on that and we need to be intentional about feeding the spirit in us so that it can be strong the spirit of god in us doesn't just grow by itself it is watered it is fed by the word of god by fellowship with god by prayer by intimacy and we need to be consistent and intentional with it mary's presence in elizabeth's household brought the holy spirit and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Does your presence bring impartation of the Holy Spirit? Does your presence edify? Because when the Holy Spirit comes into a space, he edifies. When the Holy Spirit comes into a space, he brings comfort. When the Holy Spirit comes in, he brings, he brings knowledge. He brings understanding. He ministers to you. Ooh. Does your presence bring comfort? Does your presence bring edification? Does your presence bring peace? When you are there, is the peace that is Jesus Christ that is in you reflected? Is, is the hope that is Jesus Christ in you reflected? Does the comfort of God reflect when you are in a space? Or do things stay the same? God do corner. Do, some, do certain conversations take place? God do corner. 
Mm. I said the Holy Spirit brings edification. The reason I point that out is because verse 42, Elizabeth says something interesting. She says, Then Elizabeth spoke with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you amongst all women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is she saying these things? Mary didn't come in and tell her that I'm pregnant. Mary didn't tell her about the encounter she had with the angel of the Lord. Mary didn't tell her about the conception. Mary didn't tell her that the spirit of God overshadowed her and all of a sudden she was pregnant and there was no man involved. It was an immaculate conception. Mary hadn't divulged these things yet. So why does she know this? It tells us in the previous verse that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So when we come into spaces, we bring this edification of the Holy Spirit that people start to know things that they didn't know. When we teach the word of God, we bring edification. Remember, it's not, I may be speaking, you may be, you know, I may be the one that God, I'm the one who God is speaking through. This is the Holy Spirit bringing edification to you. Do you bring that edification to other people? Or can you, are you edifying them of the things of the world? Are you edifying people about, because look here, Elizabeth speaks of what Mary is currently going through because she has knowledge of it because of the Holy Spirit. Do you bring that? It seems this is like a self-check type of a, a, a teaching that God is bringing to us. We need to evaluate whether or not we are people who brings the presence of God wherever we go. That when we realize and understand what God has put in us, that we, we, we bring this to, the, to other people. That we don't cower away. Remember the Bible tells us that no one puts a lampstand under the table, but they put it on top so that it may illuminate the whole house. It's similar to you. God has made you the light of the world, not your own light, but the light that he is, that is in you. You're supposed to put it on the table so that everyone may see. How many of you are hiding away the light that is God in you? Let's think on that. The Holy Spirit brings knowledge that is unknown to many. Revelation comes only by the Holy Spirit. So it's important. It's important, it's important, it's important that any encounter that we have, we ask, the, we ask that the Holy Spirit be with us. Any encounter, anything we do, any decision we make, God must be in it. Right? We don't want to be as, as believers, as sons of God. We don't want to be anywhere that the Holy Spirit isn't. Because then problems arise and we, we, don't, want, we don't want that. We don't want to catch that type of smoke. <laughs> okay. So I really hope that today you learned from Mary because that is exactly what today's podcast is about. It's about learning from Mary and how she handled the news of her conception. How she handled the news of her purpose. I hope you may come to a full understanding of your purpose today. Actually, let, let, me, let me pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your word, Father God, that is life. Your word that brings light, that opens eyes, that breaks chains, Father God, and brings freedom to all. Father God, I pray, Father God, right now in this moment for anyone who has no idea why you have put them on this earth. I pray to Anke for an understanding that it is not this big, I think, that we don't understand. It is as simple, Father God, as obeying your word. It is as simple, Father God, as doing what you have called us to do in your word. That it is as simple as speaking to one person about your goodness to us. Our testimony is what brings freedom to others. So Father God, I pray for a releasing of that understanding that it has to be this complicated thing. Bring simple freedom, liberty 
to your children, Father God, that they may be able to move in what you've created them to do. This idea that our purposes are these confusing and complex things is, is from the enemy so that we may not move. He wants us to continue to struggle for years. What am I supposed to do, God? Where must I go? <clears throat> what must I do? The enemy wants to keep us in a space where we're not doing anything. He wants to immobilize us with confusion and fear. But I pray, Father God, that you may break those bounds right now in Jesus' name. That we may move with the strength that we have, like you told Gideon to, Father God. That if in one day, all you ask of us is to pray for someone, that that may be what we do. Because we understand that that is ministry as well. That if one day you ask us to donate some clothes, that is something that you have called us to do in that day. Father God. It is not as intense as we make it out to seem and we thank you for you bringing this knowledge and this understanding to us. We give you glory and honor, Father God. We bless your name. We pray, Father God, that you may continue increasing understanding in our lives, that we may grow closer and closer in intimacy with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and for watching the Abide podcast, guys. 